Please turn your Bibles to Psalm 33. Psalm 33. Um, we're going to um, look at where faith comes from. We, we're doing a series currently called Foundations of Faith, and these are the very foundations of faith. These are things that you have to know to walk by faith. Remember, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen? And uh, we're learning how to walk by faith. And we looked at last time what faith was. And we looked at the fact that it was both substance and assurance. And there was great controversy in that, uh, in the body of Christ regarding that. It's really sad because both of those things are correct. And, uh, you know, if we just accept half a truth, then we're just going to be half as powerful as God intended us to be. Amen? And uh, in receiving all the truth, then we can walk in the fullness of of the power of God in our lives. Hallelujah. And remember that faith is the power of God. Love is the character of God, but faith is the power of God. Hallelujah. And they're both important. Don't substitute one for the other. Amen? They're both important, and we need both of those things in our life. Now, what I want to do today is look at where faith comes from, because that in itself, I didn't realize this, you know. <laughs> I just thought, once I got past the what faith is uh, and, and dealt with that controversy, it should be smooth sailing from then on. Oh, uh, yeah, right. That wasn't the case, because once I got to the place where faith, where faith comes from, I noticed that there is also controversy about this aspect as well. And the, the, the first thing that we're going to look at is the faith of God. And there is great controversy in what um, Jesus says in Mark chapter 11 and verse 22 when he says, have faith in God, or the literal translation actually says, have the faith of God. And there is a lot of people and, and a lot of denominational brothers and sisters that say, no, 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 it should only be translated faith in God, never the faith of God. And uh, what we're going to do today, and the reason that we need to actually see that it does say the faith of God is because there is great power in that as well. And we need to understand that what we have received is God's faith. Hallelujah. So let me begin, first of all, by making this statement that faith has its origin in God. That, that is to say, faith or God is a faith God. Everything that God does is by faith. Amen. You know, the, the, the big argument is that, no, 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 God doesn't have faith God is the object of our faith. And they say, well, that's all there is to faith. But faith isn't mentioned only that way. Yes, that is a primary uh, use of the word faith. However, there is another use of the word faith. And we're going to look at that today, especially in light of what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four. Now, we see very clearly the faith of God in Genesis chapter 1, where it says over and over again, then God said, and this is in verses 3 and 6 and 9 and 11, 14, 20, 24, 26. I mean, all those verses have this phrase uttered, then God said, followed by the words, and either there was or, and it was so. And these are in all the verses following uh, verses 3, 7, 9, 11, 15, and 24, just in case you're keeping notes <laughs> or taking notes, showing that all of creation was the result of faith-filled words. The psalmist which is where I ask you to turn, summarizes it so well when he says in Psalm 33 and verse 9, he says, for he spoke, that is God spoke, and it was done. Oh, hallelujah. Did you see that? It says God spoke, and it was done. And verse, uh, the latter half of the verse says he commanded, and it stood fast. So not only did he create all things, but he commanded it, and it all stayed where it was meant to stay. Amen. Hallelujah. It wasn't flying apart everywhere. And not only did God create everything with words of faith, but it goes on to say in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3, that he is now upholding all things by the word of his power. 
Now, I want you to, I want you to uh, pay close attention to the way that is phrased. It didn't say the power of his word. It said the word of his power, indicating that all of his power is in his word. Isn't that incredible? And he says he upholds all things. So not only did he create all things, can I use the phrase, by the word of his power, but now he upholds all things by the word of his power. Hallelujah. And uh, the source of that power is revealed in Mark 11 and verse 23. I think this is tremendous because Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, gave us insight into how all things were created. Isn't this incredible? And it's really sad that so many people fight over this verse of Scripture. He says there in Mark chapter 11, verse 23, he says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. This was how God created all things. And why then Jesus said in the previous verse, and this is in Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God or literally have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. Now, <laughs> I've said this before, that even though there are those who believe that this verse should only ever be translated have faith in God, it is clear from the context that in this instance, the latter two translations, have, faith, uh, have the faith of God and have the God kind of faith, are actually more correct. To understand why, all we need to do is go back to verses 12 through 14. So let's go back there in Mark chapter 11, and it becomes very clear that this is not faith in God that is being spoken of here, but the faith of God. All right, let's have a look very quickly. It says there, Mark 11 and verse 12, it says, Now the next day when they had come from, out from Bethany, he was hungry. This is talking about Jesus. Verse 13, And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something, uh, find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season of figs. Now let me just quickly explain to you. Jesus didn't go and curse a fig tree just for the sake of doing it. All right, this particular kind of fig tree... Even though it's not the season of figs, this particular fig tree, if it had leaves on it, it indicated that it had actually had fruit on it as well. And that's the reason why it does what it does next. Verse 14, and it says, in response, Jesus said to it, now I want you to notice something, that Jesus isn't praying to God. Jesus isn't standing there and saying, God, why isn't there fruit on this fig tree? God, can you make some fruit come on this fig tree? God, can you take care of this fig tree because it's not doing the right thing? None of those things are mentioned. I want you to notice, in response, Jesus said to it. Jesus said to it. Jesus didn't speak to God. Jesus said to it. He said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Wow. Notice Jesus spoke directly to the fig tree. There is no mention of him engaging God in any way in this. This is really important because all you know, those that are out there that say, no, 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 it's only faith in God. There is no faith in God here. There is the faith of God in operation. The faith of God is speaking to things and believing what you say will come to pass. All right, let's continue. Verse 20 through 23, and it says, And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Verse 21, And Peter, 
You know, Peter always has something to say. <laughs> Love his heart. Peter, calling to remembrance, said to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering said to, unto them, I want you to notice something here that Jesus didn't answer Peter. Because some people say, oh, you know, brother, that was just Peter's faith and Peter this and Peter that. Listen, Peter asked a question. Jesus answered all of them. Jesus is saying to everyone, and this is so important. He says, and he said unto them, have faith in God. Or the literal translation actually says, have the faith of God. Notice why. He goes in the same, verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain... I want you to notice that Jesus doesn't say, whosoever shall pray unto God. He says that Jesus says, whosoever. And he didn't say, whosoever, disciples. This is, this is important, family. He said, whosoever. I love that Jesus said, whosoever. He's, I mean, he left it wide open for everybody. He said, whosoever shall say, to, say unto this mountain, be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. Oh, yes, brother. That's a, that's a figurative mountain that Jesus was speaking to. Well, hang on a minute. Hang on. <laughs> Let me just deal with this very quickly. Did he speak to a figurative fig tree? I'm just asking you, did he speak to a figurative fig tree? No, he spoke to a literal fig tree. Amen? I know this is hard to swallow, but can we just move on from this? Understand that he spoke to a literal fig tree, and then he spoke to a literal mountain. He said, this mountain. He didn't say, now you can say to mountains in your life, be thou removed. <laughs> okay? All right? He didn't say that, family. He said, and whosoever shall say to this mountain, this mountain that we are standing on, just like this fig tree that we saw as we passed by that got cursed and is died, you know, dried up from the roots, you can say to this mountain that we're working on right now, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe. Those things which he says, those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. Wow, okay. Now, so in context... Notice that the kind of faith that Jesus is referring to here is the kind of faith that he exercised again when he commanded the fig tree to die. And in fact, in the parallel passage in Matthew's gospel, it says here in Matthew chapter 21 and verse 21, Matthew 21, 21, it says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that if you have faith and do not doubt. I want you to notice again, the only qualification here is he said, if you have this thing called faith and you not let doubt get in the way. <laughs> Can I put it that way? All right, because doubt is going to get in the way of your faith. All right, and when, when we look at the uh, enemies of faith, we're going to look at doubt as an enemy of faith. But I want you to notice again that Jesus says, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do, you will not only do, you will not only do. Did you hear those words? You will not only do what was done to this fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. Wow. It's obvious from both accounts that Jesus is teaching them about believing and speaking. And he assures them that not only can they duplicate what was done to the fig tree, but could actually use the same principle 
to remove the actual mountain that they were standing on. Hallelujah. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Family, we need to have this revelation right now because, we, you know, whenever uh, uh, sickness, disease, germs, viruses, anything tries to get on us, we need to speak to those things. We need to, we need to call death to them. Hallelujah. Don't allow them to just run the planet. We need, we are the children of God. We've been put here to do a job. We're not doing our job. That's why these things are running rampant. And we need to be careful that we're not going to have to answer to God about some of this stuff. You know, instead of saying, oh, well, thank God he didn't come near my, my, my dwelling. Well, I, you know, sometimes I think God's looking at you going, yeah, but you meant to curse the thing and kill it. I mean, wherever it was. Uh, and moving on. So, <laughs> in fact, this principle of learning to believe and speak was of such great importance that Jesus actually repeats it again in Luke chapter 17 and verse 6, where he says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, watch this, you can say to this mulberry tree, now it causes a sycamine tree in the King James but a proper translation is a mulberry tree. I don't know whether they're the same thing. But this is a tree whose roots were regarded as being particularly strong, making it virtually impossible to uproot. Do you understand now why Jesus used this as an example? He says that you could say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey God. No, it would, oh, it would obey you. Wow, hallelujah. This is powerful, isn't it? This is something that we obviously need to develop in our life, family. You know, we should be doing faith push-ups, <laughs> you know, so to speak, every day. I mean, we should be working at this. It isn't something that you just think, you know, uh, once, in a, once a year you visit the gym and see if you can get some muscles. It will never work. And we do that with our faith. We just visit it once a week or once a month or once a year. Twice a year, Christmas and okay, oh, you, you're never going to gain this kind of strength doing that. This is something that you need to work on 24 hours a day, and it needs to, you know, work on little things. Don't try to move a mountain, okay? <laughs> All right, start tiny. Start something with something really small. That's important to you, but really small. That's not life-threatening, <laughs> okay? All right. You know, if I don't tell you to do these things, then I'm going to be held responsible by God for not telling you to do these things. Amen. So, I, you know, this is my responsibility. I teach it to you. I tell you to do it. Up to you to do it. <laughs> okay? All right. <laughs> so, again, <clears throat> Jesus mentions nothing about having faith in God here. All the emphasis is on you having faith, on you speaking to the obstacle or problem, and it, that is the obstacle, Obeying what you say. Did you get all of that? This is so important, family. I really, I pray that you get a hold of this because if you get a hold of this, you'll begin to walk in a, on a different level of faith and a different level of power. Let me just quickly say this. Some people have called it the force of faith. I don't believe that's true. I don't think, and I don't want to fight with okay, anybody, but I believe that faith is a power, not a force. I know why they call it a force, because it moves mountains, but power, you know, a force doesn't change water into wine, does it? Amen. Okay. Power does. If you've got power, then you can heal the sick, because that's what faith does. And you can move mountains, because that's what faith does. 
and you can turn water into wine and you can walk on water because faith is a power more than it is a force. Are you with me? Yes, it is a force in some areas, but more than anything else, it is a power. And you'll see why as I, as I continue teaching as well. Anyway, let's move on <coughs> because there has been a lot of criticism uh, from denominational side about word of faith, calling it, you know, uh, uh, faith a force. And it isn't correct. Okay, they are right on that point, okay? It isn't a force, it's actually a power. Let's continue on, hallelujah. Remember again, it took, it took faith to create. Forces don't create things. Power does. All right, anyway, let's move on. Accordingly, the way that faith is used here, it is generally referred to as the word of power from Hebrews 1.3. All right, remember, he, he upholds all things by the word of his power. With the New International Dictionary of New Testament Theology saying that the picture of faith moving mountains in Mark eleven twenty three and uprooting the mulberry tree in Luke 17, 6 confirm that the word of power, listen, is able to transform the created order. Oh, hallelujah. Did you get that? Amen. <laughs> so if, if faith created all things, and no, let me rephrase that, since faith created all things, then faith can change all things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, in his commentary, A.T. Robertson says that the phrase, have the faith of God in Mark eleven twenty two is the true meaning behind that verse, which then confirms the fact that God does have faith. Do you see, I, I want to bring this back to this again. And it, you know, it is that faith that Jesus tells us to have when he says again in Mark eleven twenty two, have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. So what we have established here, and what I really want to establish in this, in this session, more than anything else, first of all, is that God has faith. And not only that, but it is that faith that, that the Lord Jesus Christ tells us to have. It isn't, just normal, it isn't just faith in God, but it is the faith of God. Family, we really need to get a hold of this because when we begin to look at you know, how faith works, if we don't know this, if we don't understand this, and if we haven't received this, then we won't, we, we won't get, in, get very far in how it actually works because this is how it works. We're going to be revisiting these scriptures and looking at what Jesus actually said. We will look at the nuances of what he said, but I want you to understand something here that he, he is letting us know that we can have have the faith of God, that the faith that we have comes from God. Hallelujah. So what I want to do in the time that we have remaining is go on to look at John chapter 4 verse 24. Since we have established the fact that God has faith and faith does in fact originate in God, let's, let's have a look at what it means to us. All right. Jesus says in John 4 24, God is spirit. And, he, and therefore he says those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. But the, the important part that I want you to notice is the fact that Jesus says God is spirit. Did you get that? He's not flesh. He is spirit. And since the faith that Jesus refers to originates in God, then we understand that the faith of God is not a natural faith, but is, a, but is spiritual in nature. All right, again, according to Hebrews uh, 1.3. Now, I, and full of power. But I want you to, I want to take a moment now, and I've given you a whole lot of facts before. I want to stop and slow down here a little bit. I want you to notice the faith that, 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 that we receive isn't a natural faith, okay? In fact, let me read you another verse of Scripture before I, I actually talk about this. Um, 
In John chapter 3 and verse 6, Jesus makes a very interesting statement. John chapter 3 and verse 6. Remember, he's talking to Nicodemus here. And uh, he says in John 3, 6, he says, That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Did you get that? That which is born of flesh is flesh. Now, in the flesh, when you were born in the natural, can I use those words, okay? When you were born in the natural, you were born with all the attributes that natural people have. And do you know natural people have faith? Otherwise, we wouldn't do anything. We wouldn't sit on a chair, okay? Because we'd be worried that the thing would collapse under us. We would not know to, you know, turn the light switch on and, and believe that the light was going to come on. You know, there are so many things that we just take for granted. We stick the key in the car and we expect the thing to start. We get upset when it doesn't, okay? There are so many things, you know, that we do without thinking because we have faith. You know, we've, we've, we've had experience with things to such a degree that we can actually look at something now and, you know, if a chair looks kind of funny, then we don't have faith in the chair, okay? We'll kind of go rock it and just check to see if it actually works, all right? Because we know what the chair that, should, uh, that, that holds us up should look like. Oh, I'm giving you gold here, okay? Because this family, when we get good in this way with our spiritual side, we'll do the same thing, okay? Anyway, but I want you to understand something that just like natural people have natural faith. See, one of the other mistakes that people make is that they say that faith is only a God thing. That, you know, people in the world don't have faith. Yeah, they do. They have enough faith to say, I do when they get married. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, you know, it is a wrong statement. Listen, it's a wrong statement to say that you get faith when you come to God. No, that's not right. The right statement is you get something spiritual. You get a spiritual faith when you come to God. There is something else that you receive. So not only do you then have a natural faith and that you can trust people in the natural, but you also can trust God spiritually. So I need you to understand that first of all, since God is spirit, okay, and since spirit, uh, again, as Jesus says, that which is born of spirit is spirit. When we were born again of the spirit, hallelujah, what we received from God was a whole lot of attributes, including faith. Did you get that? Do you know one of the attributes, and I don't want to go into it right now, one of the attributes that you received or had the potential to receive was your uh, language that was spiritual as well. Oh, hallelujah. And that language, the devil can't understand. And when you pray in that language, he doesn't know what you're saying. And, you know, that's the reason why he fights it so much. But that was one of the attributes that you got. But the other attribute that you got was actually God's faith. Isn't this incredible? Not only did we receive God's armor, Okay, not just armor, but God's armor. We also received God's faith. Boy, I hope you're jumping for joy right now because I am on the inside. Okay, oh, on the outside too, it looks like it. Huh? All right, I need you to get this. This is so important that the faith that you received wasn't just natural faith. You received something really special. It was the, the, the faith of God, the very faith that Jesus said to have in Mark eleven twenty two. 22. Now you receive it as when you are born again, you receive it as a gift from God. That's brought out in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, where he says, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as, now listen to the next few words, God has dealt. God has dealt. Who? God. Okay? It says God has dealt to each one 
the measure or a measure of faith. If God gives you this faith, then obviously it is his faith. Amen? It's not natural faith. You literally got God's faith. Woo, hallelujah. In other words, <laughs> let me do it in other words. I've got it written down here. The, at the moment of our new birth, we received this measure of faith from God. And since it came from God, then what we actually received was the faith of God. That Jesus was talking about in Mark eleven twenty two, And since that faith has already been placed in us, then it is up to us now to use it and grow in it. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> okay? So if you're thinking, well, how come mine don't work? How come? <laughs> okay? Now you know why, sweetheart. Because you haven't been using it. Hello? Okay? <laughs> Let's finish on a high, shall we? Not that this whole thing hasn't been high, but okay. It, it, this faith, this faith, this faith, this faith that God gifted us is so powerful that the apostle John actually says in John, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. Now you understand why he says that whatsoever or whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Do you understand now why he said that? Because you got God's faith. And he says, he goes on to say, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Can I say this? Our faith is God's faith. It was placed on the inside of us and now it becomes ours. But I need you to understand that it originated in God. Do you now understand why this is so important that we understood that this faith originated in God, that God is a faith God? That when Jesus says, have the faith of God, he is saying exactly that. He is saying, you need to have that faith. This, that is the faith that is going to be placed on the inside of you. Romans 12, 3. That is the faith that will move mountains. That is the faith that will overcome the world. Hallelujah. And it's not just your faith. It originated in God. If you turn faith over, <laughs> okay, if you were able to do this, and faith was like a little rock, you know, okay, it was on the inside of you, and you turned it over, it would say, from God. His faith. Hallelujah. Isn't this fantastic? Oh, praise God. Uh, I don't have time to go on to the next topics. <laughs> Let's just stop here. I pray that this is enough for you to chew on through the week. And uh, uh, I need you to understand that what you received, the measure of faith that you received, is a very special kind of faith. It isn't natural faith. It is God's own faith. It comes from a God who created all things by faith and took that same faith and placed it on the inside of you. Hallelujah. So that when Jesus said, whosoever shall say to this mountain that we're standing on, not figurative, literal mountain that we're standing on, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, doesn't doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says will come to pass, he shall have Whatever he says and whatever she says. Hallelujah. Have the faith of God. Amen. Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you for this tremendous revelation. And we thank you, Father, in, in, in the times that we're living in right now, that this is something we need working in our life. And we need to be working this in our life. Hallelujah. And Father, that you help each and every one of us, wherever we are in our faith, to grow, get stronger, become more powerful, so that 
no weapon formed against us can even come close to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your faith, for that gift that you placed on the inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.